The following program is intended for mature audiences. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. It's Big Boom Radio Friday, people, so it's time once again for the Big Boom Radio podcast, Riffs and Rants, with Johnny Teflon and Michael Sean Lee. Both barrels, both sides, and a lot of good music, too. All I know is this violates every canon of respectable broadcasting. Indeed it does, my friend, indeed it does. And we'll be right back, folks, after the first gem of the day. Greatest video Damn. ever made. <laughs> Even for them, in their yeah. reverence, they outdid themselves. They really did. They really did. And uh, and you know, lyrically, that could be 
uh, the theme song for so many things going on in the world so, today. Yeah, especially nowadays. Yeah, you know, and no doubt, like, everything we're going to be talking about tonight and then some. Kind of um, a theme of people shooting themselves in the foot. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> it seems to be going... I mean, what a week for that kind of shit this week. Oh, my God. Yeah, the core Chris Rock. How was your weekend? Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> Like you know, like we were saying before the show, it's like it's almost like we're being tested here. It's like how much really weird shit can we can yeah. we tolerate? Can yeah. we take out? You know. Hope the aliens are keeping score. Jeez, I'm telling you. So yeah, needless to say, that was sabotaged by the BC Boys. That was the first single from their fourth album, Ill Communication, and what an album it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the 2020 Beastie Boys uh, documentary, Ad Rock said that the lyrics were a fictitious rant about a producer. <laughs> Uh, and how he was always trying to sabotage the band. Uh, so, yeah, you know, that's a lament. Uh, Interesting. You probably hear from more than one band. And, uh, yeah. and yeah, the Beasties put it to music. So there huh. you go. You know, again, back to the video. I, I love that they did the video. And I had mentioned to you uh, prior to recording today's episode, it's ironic that most of the kids that were into the Beastie Boys at that time, because we're looking at like what, mid to late 90s? That one was, up? I think, 92, yeah. Okay. And it's. Um, That video in and of itself is just lifted from the opening credits to pretty much every single cop show from the late 60s up to the the mid 70s. (laughs) And all those those same tropes they use, they're running through the street. Yeah, going across the hood of the car. Right, the the freeze frame with their names. And it's just, but yet the kids didn't know that. They just found it wildly entertaining. Yeah, campy as hell. Yeah. So that's why it it holds up till now. It's, It's still funny. Yeah, kind of a kind of a uh, I don't know an admission, you know, on the age side of things. Mm-hmm. That I mean, we were reeling off how many different cop dramas, you know, like yep. Starsky and Hutch, Beretta. <laughs> hey, that was in this, that was in that. Yep. Yeah, that was like what we grew up on, man. So yeah, props to the Beastie Boys. That was a fun video. That was definitely one of the more fun videos of that era. Yeah, and out of the uh, multitude of possible gems to open the show, we both agree that that was the way to go because, uh, like I alluded to earlier. It's kind of like the underlying theme of this episode. Is, it, is it applies. People just shooting themselves in the foot. I know, left and right, <laughs> left and right. It's like, wow. But sometimes it's not a, a person, per se, shooting themselves in the foot, but a mega conglomerate. Yeah, seems to be a little trouble going on down there in Florida. Yeah, south of the border, in the land of the Gators. Oh. Or what? Are, now let's get more of their titles. Uh, the happiest place on earth, there some would say. There we go, the land Unless, of the big black rat. Right, the land of the big black rat. <laughs> Space voting all night long! Who's picking fights with who? Oh, it's uh, there, there's troubling times going on on Main Street, USA. It so would seem to be. Yeah. Now, do we have a problem? <laughs> so yeah. to open today's episode, we are, of course, talking about... Um, a little, uh, little, little strife going on down in sunny FLA between the Republican governor, Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis. and uh, the good folks in Disney, primarily those holed up in the ivory towers of the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, it would seem. It would seem. And again, it's like, who's picking a fight with who here? You got, you got the governor, who's obviously you know, positioning himself for a presidential run. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, He's going to be, I don't know, Combative, sure, I guess, at this sure. point in time, you know, he's he's looking for reasons and he's looking for ways to put himself on TV to right. to, to nail it, you know, to be on Fox News that night with this sound bite or that action, mm-hmm. and uh, obviously he's trying to trying to uh, position himself as 
a guy who's not afraid to stand up for to a big corporation, if right. you will, an activist corporation. And I tell you what, before we get into the the, the crux of the argument, um, we're going to work in reverse, and I'm going to use the, uh, the the quote I had mentioned to you pre-show from the Tampa Bay Times. Okay, because uh, this does revolve around some legislation. Indeed. So the quote is, you know, when listening to an opponent and a proponent talk about this bill, it's sometimes hard to believe they're discussing the same legislation. <laughs> uh, there seems to be a lot of, lot of, yeah, info flying back and yeah. forth about this that's, that's a little inaccurate. It's, it's obviously a hot-button issue, mm-hmm. um, you know, and they've obviously come up with a convenient uh, title, a convenient tag right. uh, to get across that, as we've seen time and time again, depending on or not depending on which side you're on, quite honestly, doesn't really sum it up. Right. You know? Well, it's like sometimes a, a great song, the lyrics might suck and the music might not be that good, but if the hook is catchy, there that's you all you need. Yeah, you got a good title? <laughs> Boom. <laughs> it's on the radio. So yeah, the, the, the whole thing is springing from what they've been referring to as the Don't Say Gay Bill. Correct. Uh, and, and yeah, DeSantis, uh, I think if we're quoting people this past week, said... He thinks that Disney has gone one step too far on this. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, it, and it is, I mean, it's kind of indicative of the strife that's currently happening with Disney in and of itself uh, between the new CEO and the outgoing CEO, who isn't so outgoing at the mm. moment. Uh, Bob, <laughs> but I believe it's Chopek or Chapek, is the new CEO. He's succeeding a very, very popular uh, former CEO and Bob Iger. And I mm-hmm. hope, again, I'm pronouncing that. Because both of these guys have the juice to fire me from the planet. Um, <laughs> I'll protect you. Thank you. The Thank umbrella you. of Big Boom Radio is quite I'm, strong. I'm going to sleep well tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, the new guy came in. The, the, the old guy was stepping out, and then the pandemic hit. And the mm-hmm. old guy kind of stepped back in again, you know, inostensibly to help the company through the crisis. Right. But I'm not sure, and I can fully understand uh, him feeling this way, that the new guy really appreciates or wants said assistance. Normally they don't. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> this whole thing, you know, got convoluted with the new guy. Uh, it has since come out uh, an intercom- intercompany memo, I guess you could say, from mm-hmm. you know from him to his his department heads, saying that Disney really wasn't going to take a stand on this one. Right. Uh, you know, in his uh, opinion, he is feeling uh, corporations taking a stand, making statements, et cetera, et cetera really, at the end, didn't accomplish much. It never does. And you always run the risk, as a company, of alienating potentially half of your, can't call them constituents, let's call them customers, because sure. that's what they are. Oh, absolutely. Um, even with a, a company as big as Disney with their arms in so many different facets of, of media and, and marketing and merchandise, yep. you take a stand when it comes to, for lack of a better phrase, the woke ideology. <laughs> And you run the risk of alienating a clean 50% of your base. Yeah. And let's, let's context it by making it clear uh, what a monster the Disney company is down there. They employ 77,000 Floridians. You think God is in control here? <laughs> I am in control. I've been in control since the 50s, in case you haven't noticed. <laughs> Oof. Uh, yeah, that's, a, that's an awful lot of folks. Globally, they employ 190,000. Uh, Disney has over two hundred and three billion in total assets, and they have a net worth of ninety-seven billion. So while they might not be Meta, you mm-hmm, know, or mm-hmm. Amazon, they're a force to be reckoned with, right. particularly in Florida. And uh, DeSantis is apparently feeling like, yeah, I'm going to dig in against these guys. Sure. So and Disney is is you know what you could refer to in a business sense as old money. 
Yeah. Just like Coca-Cola, like AT&T. Yep. They're part of the old Vanguard. Oh, yeah. Founded back in the 1920s, if I remember correctly. Right. And as, you know, for all of the the good things that Disney has done and the entertainment they provided, um, and yeah, I'll say it again, the good that they've done as a mega company, they've always been at the forefront and they've been a progressive company. Now, that being said, before we get into the, the real juice of this really minor legislation, which is now blown up over this whole incident. Seriously. You know, one of the things that has come out, which I find just fascinating, <laughs> uh, is, is the revelation that back in 1967, through a little agreement called the Reedy Creek Improvement District yes. Bill, yes. the local government in Florida basically granted autonomy to the Disney company and this, what was it, uh, 40 square miles, basically, yeah, that they took the a, Magic Kingdom. took a chunk of swampland that the state mm-hmm. really didn't have a whole lot of interest in developing, and they put up uh, what is basically two cities. Right. And, right. yeah, th- as the, the theory goes, they're democratically governed. They elect their mm-hmm. own, you know, politicians. Oh, are you people? They are able to make their own laws and whatnot that, you know, apply to the people that live within the confines of, of this area. And, uh, and yeah, it's... it's it's not a completely unique situation, but it creeps you out. It's it's. I didn't think that I didn't know that this was going on in this country. I had country. no idea. I had no idea. <laughs> you know, and, and it's, it make it reminds me of the movie Westworld. You know, it's yeah. like it's its own true little world unto itself. It kind of is. And yeah, through excellent PR and and acts of charity, you know, strategically placed throughout the year. This fact has always flown under the radar. Well, apparently Disney gives to politicians in Florida, uh, at least to the, to the Republican Party, mm-hmm. to the tune of approximately a quarter of a million dollars every year. Right. And now, um, ironically, they sit in a blue stronghold of a county. Yeah. So they're kind of agreeing with this, this um, stance, if, if you will, on this latest bill, the, the Don't Say Gay bill. Um, well, so not it's that a I'm, stalemate, kind of. Yeah, well, not that I am at all... Uh, enamored by DeSantis. I think he's an asshole myself. But I can understand where he kind of maybe got a little bit upset because initially, like I said, the internal memo said they weren't going to take a stand on this. Mm -hmm. And then after the law was passed, now they're coming out and saying they're going to do everything they can to repeal it. Right. You know, and he's going, wait a minute, hold on a second. Didn't you just say? Mm -hmm. So I can kind of understand why the guy might be a little ticked off. And for those that that aren't up to date on, here's the two basic tenants of this bill. HB 1557. You're so technical. The new law prohibits schools from enacting policies that prevent the disclosures to parents of, and this is in quotes, critical decisions affecting a student's mental, emotional, or physical health or well-being. Schools, that's end quote, schools could still withhold certain information if they believe the disclosure would result in abuse, neglect, or abandonment. This sounds like common sense situations. Well, to be fair, you know, you got one side calling it the don't say gay bill, and you got the other side calling it the parents' rights in education right. bill. Well, now the point that I just made sounds like the parents' rights to Kinda education. Does, yeah. Well, here's the other aspect, and it says the other key provision in the measure prohibits, quote, classroom instruction by school personnel or third parties on sexual orientation or gender identity, end quote, in kindergarten through third grade. Yeah. And it could prohibit the teaching of those topics in higher grades, quote, in a manner that is not age appropriate or developmentally appropriate, end quote, according to state standards. Right, right. Now, again, those two points in and of themselves, 
not a lot to debate there. But from what you've told me, it seems that the language is vague enough. That's what a, ro- a lot of the people are rallying on. Is that, that right? That the people on the left yeah. are saying, "Well, yeah, this goes through. How is it now going to get morphed and changed down the road?" Yeah. And in and of itself, I can appreciate that because I think a lot of the laws, right up to the federal level, that are just pushed through these days, mm-hmm. are not very specific. No, and no, that's a that's <laughs> a that's a very legitimate gripe. And you know, to be honest, you know, we're, we're talking about. Well, obviously, what they're fearing is that uh, one interpretation of it could prevent all discussion across all grades of sexual orientation. In reality, how was your sex ed in school, man? I don't. It was the playground. That's what it was called. Yeah, kind yeah. of sort of. Yeah. Not very formal. Okay, yeah. it was the playground, and it was watching TV late at night through very squiggly lines, indeed, and drawing my own conclusions. <laughs> okay, now let me strap on my right wing conservative hat and Here say, we go. Here we go. As far as, you know, as far as, as it's stated in this bill, okay, mm-hmm. personally, the fact of even talking about sex or sexual orientation or gender identity uh, to children in kindergarten through third grade makes my skin crawl. Yeah, who would? Right. Yeah. Well, there are some that would be like, well, they should know early on it's nature versus nurture, you know. <laughs> well, the problem here is... And here's where I put on my I love bashing sure. social media hat. Sure. <laughs> um, all of these kids are dialed in. You know, every single one of them has a cell phone now. Mm-hmm. You know, so this shit is coming up even at that age. As much as it creeps you out, creeps me out, it is, it is, you know, being discussed. Right. And I don't, you know, I don't mean to throw dirt on my old man, my late father, but. Never got a good discussion from him out of what any of this shit meant either. Me either. Never, yeah, never so had. It's like, okay, what are, what are we really arguing about here? And defend you, and and to defend you, my friend, against uh, Middle America, which right now is calling for your head. I'm sure. <laughs> I will say that. Job well done, folks. Yeah, I will say that I do agree with you in so much as yes, uh, between the internet and the cell phones and everything else, these kids are going to learn about all this stuff way before we ever even... It was on our radar, okay? Yeah, yeah. You know, we're playing with action figures up until, say, second grade. You know, eighth graders these days are having oral sex parties. It yeah. is what it is, I know, okay? I know. It's just... It's a progression. I'm not saying right, wrong, and different. Do you feel like you missed out? Kind of a little bit. That was awkward, then. I still wouldn't have gotten the action. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was horrible. I'm going to a whorehouse, and I'm going to get my fuck on. I didn't bloom until my 20s. <laughs> but again, it's... um. It's a very basic law, and, and they're going back and forth now, causing all this ascension over the wording or lack of wording. I am astounded that Disney would even weigh in. So initially they weighed in because a good 10% of their very um, left-leaning employees started protesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Again, I'm not going to say for right or wrong, but because of their concerns that this could spiral and get to be a much more severe and dampening type social structure law yeah. than it's than it appears to be on paper. Yeah. So rather than come out with a statement like, well, we understand that uh let's let's be generous. Let's say a good percentage of our employees have a problem with this. Yeah. You know, Disney's official stance is we do not promote legislation to dampen like um, you know, early development or you could go the other direction and say, you know, we don't promote legislation towards uh, promoting one sexuality or gender identity uh, point of argument over another. Yeah. We're just here to make cartoons, okay? Yeah. But they didn't do that. <laughs> they didn't. They threw their lot in with the 10% on the left 
only to A, immediately anger their 10% of their employees that are on the far right, as well as cheese off Governor DeSantis, who, like you very astutely pointed out, is going to be running for a major office. He is salivating, looking for talking points like this, okay? Which, I will say, might be... Much ado about nothing. Oh, yeah. It's entirely possible. Well, it gives you an idea how complicated this issue is and how, how there's conflicts on so many different levels. Mm. You know, um, there's always been, when it came to sex education, there's always been the debate whether, you know, to tell them or don't tell them. Right. Uh, if you tell them, you know, the fear was you might be encouraging the behavior. Mm-hmm. If you don't tell them, they're going to wander into the arena completely and utterly ignorant. Right. You know, I don't think that question has ever been uh, completely and you know, nope. formally answered or responded mm-hmm. to. You have that. You have, again, the Reedy Creek development thing, which DeSantis threatened, uh, you know, to pull, I guess. I don't cancel. Right. Um, which I'm not even sure he can do that. Yeah, and he might not be able to. But, you know, my thing, after all is said and done and everything we just mentioned, my, my point is, why would Disney even want any of that to yeah. come to light? Because I never knew about this agreement. Yeah, neither did I. And this frightens the shit out of me more than anything you're going (laughs) to teach a kindergarten and a third grader uh, about different kinds of sex. There are companies that are... This is like shit you see in TV shows. Yeah. Where the bad guy, I done bought this town. Wasn't that the plot of Roadhouse? It may have been. This guy just bought the whole friggin' town? Yeah, well, you nailed it with Westwood. Sir, we have no control over the robots at all. Westwood. Yeah. I think that's... yeah. Because they just govern themselves magically. Mm -hmm. And now here, this, this whole area is... Controlled and and bought and paid for by Disney, and really, you know, we know the opposite is never going to happen, which would be, a Disney goes out of business, or b <laughs> Disney World shutters it, it, its gates. Okay, right. shuts its doors. Yeah, I can never imagine that place being empty. Highly unlikely, or not being anything other than Disney World. Yeah, and another question that needs to be asked. Um, it seems like anybody these days with any kind of juice whatsoever is being, for lack of a better word, forced mm-hmm. to take a stand, to take right. a position. Oh, you got to weigh in, otherwise you don't care. Yeah. And people don't like that either. And, and <laughs> in, you know, what it does is it creates a scenario where you've got a lot of people you know, voicing opinions that are completely and totally ignorant of the, of the topic matter. Yep. You know, I mean, everybody wearing the, the Ukrainian colors at the Academy Awards last weekend. Everybody had the pin. God help you if you did not have the right. pin on. Right. You know, and... and when it comes to companies, do you want activist companies or don't you? Mm-hmm. You know, and I can understand on one side people wanting a company like Disney, which obviously has some juice, to take a stand on on something. Right. But on the flip side, yeah, if you're the board of directors, you don't want anybody, you know, taking a political position that might cost you money. It yeah. might cost you points. It might, you know, it might stagger your stock value. I just want Disney know? concentrating on how they're going to keep Space Mountain running. Oh. Ride longest line. Yeah, that's what I want. It's a, it's I don't want to think. Of, I don't want to think about Mickey having people killed. You don't talk to me like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to think about that. Or even worse, what's Mickey's sexual orientation? Oof, yeah. Lord knows. Let's I mean, go there. He's got many, but that might be a facade. Yeah, but it, it's it's you know it's that era now. And you know, all of these questions do need to be discussed, and they do need to be confronted, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. You know, like we said, going back and forth, as far as you know, kids in that age group are now privy to that information, courtesy of the cell phones and the internet and the access. 
And no, we don't want to discuss it. That's awkward as hell. Sure. You want to talk about sexuality with a with a with a kid who's seven, eight years old. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's coming up. Right. You know, and you don't want the kid to be wandering around ignorant. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a fucking quagmire and a half here. Yep. You know, we got a lot of things that need to be addressed. And on top of it, you got people who are not all that forthcoming about their agendas, mm-hmm. like politicians, you know, like company CEOs and board of directors, you know, people, stockholders and whatnot. Right. Everybody has a fucking agenda. Yeah. And I'm not sure it necessarily has to do with what's good for everybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, what do you do in a situation like this? You know, like I said, Disney did a did a bait and switch saying we're not gonna do anything. Okay, now we're gonna do something. Right. You know, the unpopular new guy versus the popular uh, former big guy who, <laughs> you know, isn't really stepping out now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's a shitstorm and a half. It really is. It totally is. Such a shitstorm, in fact, that one must sometimes just take a step back yeah. and, and seek the solace and, and reprieve of what we call the middle gem. I like it. I like <laughs> it. It's not to say this show is going to get any less controversial, folks, because, yeah. yeah, strap yourselves in. I, I, I think we've succeeded <laughs> at our agenda, which is throwing some gas on the fire. Absolutely. That's, that's what we're here for, folks. All right. So they'll be talking about that one at the water cooler, I'm sure. <laughs> so moving and on. S- speaking of throwing gas on the fire, yes. where are we going with this middle gem, John? Well, we're going to go with a whimsical middle gem, which is going to allude to just... A catastrophe once we come back. Oh, God. But let's leave folks with this. This is uh, a good friend of, of everyone's, Will Smith. Oh. Not everyone's. He hasn't been in the news lately. No, not at all. I wonder uh, what he's up to. I know. Well, here's him from the uh, 2019 theatrically released live action Aladdin, playing the role of the genie, with a little famous Disney tune called Friend Like Me. Ah, Disney and Will Smith. I love it. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> we'll be back in a couple minutes, folks, with some more things. Yes, and some stuff. Here I go. Alibaba, he had them 40 thieves. Shahrazadi had a thousand tails. But master, you're in luck because up your sleeves, you got a brand of magic never fails. You got some power in your corner now. Heavy ammunition in your camp. You got some punch, my sad. And how? All you gotta do is rub that lamp, and then I'll say, Mr. Man, what's your name? Whatever, what will your pleasure be? Let me take your order, I'll jot it down. You ain't never had a friend like me. Life is your restaurant, and I'm your maitre d'. Come whisper to me whatever it is you want. You ain't never had a friend like me. We pride ourselves on service. You the boss, the king, the shop. Say what you wish is yours, true dish. How about a little more baklava? Have some of column A. Try all of column B. I'm in the mood to help you, dude. You ain't never had a friend like me. This the big part, watch out! This the big part, oh! Can your friends do this? Can your friends do that? Can your friends pull this? Out of their little hat? Can your friends go? I'm the genie of the lamb. I can sing rap dance if you give me a chance. Oh! Don't sit there, buggy-eyed. I'm here to answer all your midday prayers. You got me bone, I 
need it. Certified. Got a genie for your charge defense. I got a powerful urge to help you out. So what you wish? I really want to know. You got a list that's three miles long, no doubt. All you got to do is rub like so. Mr. Aladdin. Yes. One wish or two or three. Well, I'm on the job, you big nabob. You ain't never had a friend, never had a friend. You ain't never had a friend, never had a friend. You ain't never, never had a on the fire is what we do. That is what we do. Ain't never had a friend like me. Oh, well, Mr. Smith, ain't that the truth? Oh, Lord. That, of course, was uh, Willard Smith. <laughs> Who names their kid Willard? Well, uh, Will Smith's parents, apparently. Yeah, apparently. And, uh, yeah, from the 2019 live action, heavily CGI. That's why I got mixed reviews in the, in the, by the critics. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, but the music sound, because it's, it's Disney, and Will Smith is a super talented guy. He put his little hip-hop twist on it. He actually is. And it was, it was, it was fun, okay? And, of course, it was based on the, um, the original animated Aladdin, which yeah. I adored. All those 90s Disney movies I loved. Yeah. I even had the Sega Genesis Aladdin game, Get out. which I enjoyed playing, because it was just so entertaining. All right, all right. And, an uh, argument to be made there. Yeah, so that was back from, wow, 1992. Yeah. So about a time tunnel trip. Damn. And uh, sadly, when you do research on this particular little little piece and this live action, yes. uh, Aladdin, sadly, um, well, as of yesterday, or today, rather, uh, the wiki still says a sequel was in development. Was. Was. <laughs> And I don't it, think we're going to see that. And it did what at the box office? A billion dollars. Oh, In excess of a billion dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> if, if, if He if wants to play the genie. Out. Here's a magic trick for you. <laughs> want to see your career disappear? Oh. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> The uh, yeah, it's on. It's definitely on. It's like a wildfire that's out of control, and you can see what's going to happen. It's it's. No way of stopping it. And, and we are, of course, referring to yeah, the you, slap heard around the world. Yeah, if you're just coming out of your cave with the <laughs> shitty Again, Wi-Fi. you're making fun of cave people. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, yes, at the 94th, uh, 94th Academy Awards, the 2022 Oscars, uh, gentleman after uh, mentioned uh, Willard Smith did uh, take it upon himself... Yeah. Uh, to slap Chris Rock. Because Chris Rock had made a joke about uh, Will Smith's wife, who I shall call Great Value Holly Berry. And there you go. Because there you go, because I want to anger half the world against you me. You know, Chris Rock <laughs> is not a threat. I'll take everything one day at a time. You He's know, not. It's, He's it's not. not like, you know, there was a room full of, you know, drunken. Fucking juiced up Hell's Angels that exactly right, right. You know, said some you know off color things. That, you know, I mean, basically what we saw was a guy a mild having a insult, meltdown, right? A mild on insult TV, on and live TV uh, with fifteen million people tuning in, right? But it's it's the norm now to go to an Oscars, regardless of who the hosts are, where they are going to let's say gently rib those in attendance or those in the news at the time. Okay, it's kind of yeah, derogatory for the for the situation. Exactly, and, uh, and you know, I don't know about you, but I had like stopped watching the Oscars. Sure. when they moved it back to mid February. It used to be when they were the last weekend in March. 
you know, to me, that was a sign that the winter was finally over. Mm-hmm. Baseball was going to start the following week. Spring was upon us. And I had stopped watching until this year when they, they put it back to the end of March. And I was right. like, oh, cool. I'll tune in, see what the hell's <laughs> going on. Nothing like watching Hollywood <laughs> pat itself on the ass and tell itself what a wonderful and job it's doing. And you expect it to be non just non-challenging to yeah, the cranium, Yeah, really, right? kind, of, kind of brainless TV. And I'm sitting there. I, I had gone home to spend some time with the family at the old homestead, so I'm yep, watching this yep. with my mom and my sis. And I mean, look, you're, you're safer watching the Oscars than you are at a, at a ball pit and a Chuck E. Cheese. You no, would shit. think. Seriously. You would think, okay? Yeah, yeah. And then we watched it unfold, and oh, I'm sitting man. there like... Hold on to your butt. Immediately... I knew it was for real. What the hell just happened? Because, yeah, look, you get in enough situations like that, you know the real deal when it happens. That, yeah, there was nothing about, I mean, obviously there are a lot of people, because it was so, so just out there, Mm -hmm. you know, people were like, that has to be a bit. This can't be reality. And then, of course, he goes back to his seat and, and makes the matter... Sure. You know, the situation that much worse. And the producer had totally screwed up the five second delay. It's like it wasn't even on, basically. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. I'm going to. They're scrambling to shut it off, but yet they're showing him, and you can see very clearly the man's articulation you, is excellent. You, you can see uh, exactly indeed, what indeed, he was saying. That is saying. one of his strengths yeah. as, as an actor. But yeah, you didn't need the sound to see what the hell he was saying. That was mm-hmm. a, that was the easiest lip read in the history of lip reads. Yes. And it was just, yeah, I just like everybody else was initially shocked, like, holy shit. And then and the then, next thing, I tell you what, the next thing that happened are the battle lines getting drawn up. Oh, geez. Clearer than Gettysburg. Oh, yeah. Well, that and was the thing. It's like, you know, <laughs> I, you know, at first it was like, well, God damn it. I, and then I looked around me and saw everybody else losing their shit, freaking out. Yeah. And it was like, whoa, okay, wait a minute, take a step back. And, you know, I can kind of understand it because, you know, what else is in the news? Um, you know, People Nothing dying but in the Ukraine. We've got, you know, hundreds of thousands of people dying in the pandemic. We've got inflation. We've got this, that, the other thing. It all sucks. And this yeah. lands right smack dab in the middle right. of this clusterfuck. And yeah, no shit. It, it has now taken on a momentum of its own. You can see what's going on. The predictable fallout. You mm-hmm. know, he's quit the academy. Now you've got a bunch of people saying they'll never work with him again. Blah, blah, blah. Forget all about that. All that goodwill that you've amassed. Goodwill, did you like that part? I like, I like what you've you did amassed there, yeah. over the last, you know, twenty whatever years of your career. You know, you just burned the castle down, pal. Yep. yep. And it's, and like, it's wow. It, it was a moment where there was there was little points of of eloquence. You know, the words that Denzel gave him to use about the devil coming for you, where you're at your highest peak. Yeah. And I'm sitting back there as Joe Schmo, middle aged white guy, right? And I'm thinking to myself immediately. My first impression was. The tragedy of this whole thing now is that if, if, if this country had two perfect examples of men of color building a life for themselves just with their, their wits and their myths, more yeah. so the latter in this talent, case. Talent and hard work. And talent and hard work, right? Which started with nothing, built themselves up to be such respected individuals in their entertainment fields yeah. to resort to this. And then I started thinking to myself, like everybody else, what side am I on? Well, mm. for me, it's easy. Uh, I'm on Team Rock because his professionalism, after this happened, I could not have done better myself. There's, there's no way. And you remember, as a stand-up comedian, these guys come up, they deal with hecklers, they get shit thrown at them, they get threatened on a nightly basis oh, yeah. when they zero in on something people don't like or perhaps an audience member 
in yeah. general. Yeah. Well, you had a great juxtaposition of a guy maintaining his cool and a guy completely losing, losing his cool. Right. And at first, a lot of us were like, especially when he, when you know, Will Smith got the second Oscar for that apology speech that night. <laughs> Where was his publicist on this? Where were his handlers running for the hills, grabbing him <laughs> and saying, "Don't say another fucking word." Right? You know, discreetly between segments, leave. No, nah, no, nah, I got this. Watch, I'm gonna cry on command. He said I couldn't do that. Right? Watch, come on. Yeah, I'm gonna take a really bad situation. I'm gonna yeah. make it worse. And then they they flashed a camera to the Venus sisters, and it's just like they're like, "Oh my god." And really, you know, the, the guy that won um, the award after the slap, Questlove, who got yeah. it for his documentary, yeah. you know, that's the guy I feel bad for because here's another individual yeah. who, through his craft, has riven, risen um, to heights undreamed of, yeah. gets this major award, a lifetime achievement, and the audience, you can hear crickets because yeah. they're, like, just gets shocked the, yeah, over what happened. Yeah, the floor yanked out from underneath him. Right. You know, it's a wonder he didn't go over and slap his <laughs> Exactly. You know? Or just say, screw this, just give me the trophy, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm out of here. And, you know, like I was saying, you know, the predictable and inevitable fallout is occurring, mm -hmm. you know, and everything that you could have predicted and then some is happening. You know, over the last week, I've, I've read editorials connecting this to racism, Ugh. because with some people, that's all there is, is racism. I believe it or not seen editorials that somehow connected this to woke orthodoxy because for some people that's all there is is right. woke orthodoxy right. and it's just it's just a wave after wave of bullshit mm -hmm. and just so completely predictable well even Wanda Sykes who I thought you know regardless did a nice job all, all three of the female co-hosts I thought did an entertaining job hosting yeah. the Oscars, if yeah. you're into that kind of thing. But then Wanda Sykes, she's on, um, it was either The View or maybe it was the Ellen Good DeGeneres Morning America show. or some shit like and that. And she was yeah. saying how she was traumatized. With the, I'm like, look, just stop it, everybody, with, with, with the traumatized bullshit. Because not for nothing, if I was a parent and I'm watching the Oscars with my little kids, because like I said, there should be no safer <laughs> viewing than the Oscars, yeah. even if they didn't see half the movies like most of us. You know, you don't expect anything to happen. But you know, in this instance, in my estimation, is far worse than the classic nip slip of Janet Jackson during the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. You know? And they didn't learn their lesson because they still didn't have the fucking five second delay on. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> you Talk know, about it, tone deaf. Yeah, and you you know, at the end of the day, this is gonna come down to just the latest in a unfortunately long list of celebrity meltdowns in mm -hmm. public. You know, in this case, on live TV in front of 15 million people. And, you know, it appeals to the worst of the public's voyeuristic tendencies. It really does. Mm -hmm. But again, you know, in context with everything else going on in the world, the shitstorm that is reality these days, is anybody at all surprised that this is happening? Yeah. But that's what, what happened. They just took away another little piece of escapism that we have. Yeah. And now I say, oh, I got to worry about this now. Because, yes, there are probably still parents that are concerned about watching the Super Bowl halftime show with their kids. Sure. Okay? Yeah. Might not be a whole lot, but that's a thing now. It's mm -hmm. out there. So now the next time they air the Oscars or some other major award show, personally, I'm surprised this shit never happened at the Grammys already. Yeah, but really? whatever. <laughs> but, yeah, now you got to watch these award shows, judging by the slap on the wrist that the, the public gallery gave him for his actions. Yes, someone else is going to do that too, and probably worse because they all have to one up each other. Okay, 
It, I, it, I hope the Secret Service, if somebody in a Will Smith mask was running up to President Biden, they shoot first and <laughs> ask questions later. The, yeah, the, 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 <laughs> the, not the, follow the Oscar security model. Yeah, the potential inevitability of this is uh, is vast and it's a little scary. Just crazy shit going on these days. And at know? the end of the day, it's just a crying shame. Yeah, it really is. Never should have happened. And looking at his face after the slap as he was originally walking back to his seat, he wasn't in his right mind. And I don't know if it was liquor or if he is just having a meltdown. But, yeah, it's, it's always in the eyes. And yeah. trust me, trouble knows trouble. And that guy, <laughs> he needs help. And uh, it, it's a shame that for all his accomplishments now, he's got to resign from the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. Yeah. Not to say that he can't make movies, because he's still got a SAG card, and that's what counts. Oh, sure. But, it's, yeah, he can never be, you know, given an award. And it's just, it, no, it's you a know, shame. You got, you, got, you got professional publicists out there that, that, you know, have been trained, for lack of a better word, mm -hmm. to deal with situations like this. What is, again, an eminently predictable Will Smith's going to need to go away for a while now. Yeah. You know, just get the hell out of the public eye. Don't say anything. Don't do anything. Um, you know, I don't put this on the same level as, you know, like Harvey Weinstein or whatever. Mm -hmm. But still, got to go away now. Well, even your best friend, uh, Alec Baldwin, weighed, weighed in <laughs> at, at a certain point and just oh, decried the actions as, as unacceptable. And if uh, anybody knows unacceptable behavior... It's Alec Baldwin. He's got a few... Uh, he probably talked about it on his worldwide-spanning, award-winning <laughs> podcast. I'm guessing. God damn it, Will Smith. You just give Johnny Teflon another opportunity to take a shot at fucking Alec Baldwin. Yeah, and, Thanks, and asshole. Thank for, you. For those of you playing the Baldwin game at home, his wife popped out another kid. So now there's like seven little no. brats. So yeah, write that down. No. Add a tick mark. Oh, Lord, it's not going to stop. It's not going to stop. And now, at the end, as we head towards wrapping things up, we do have, of course, our final segment and the third uh, gem. Yeah. And now we talk about something that's actually sad, Michael. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, uh, you know, back here in reality, mm -hmm. uh, the world uh, is well aware, unfortunately, at this point, of the passing of Foo Fighters drummer Taylor Hawkins. Uh, very sad. He was 50 years old. Uh, this happened March 25th in Bogota, Colombia, just as the uh, Foo Fighters were about to play, uh, headline in fact, uh, the Festival Estero Picnic. And, uh, you know, not at all shockingly, this has ground the Foo Fighters' uh, plans for 2022 to a halt. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm, I'm kind of bummed. You know, I'm going to be a selfish prick for a minute here and talk about my agenda. But, uh, one of my great oversights. I've never seen the Foo Fighters. And, uh, and we were making moves to change that. Oh, we, folks. They were, they were coming <laughs> to Boston at the end of May to play uh, Boston Calling, and it was like, okay, finally going to see the Foo Fighters. And uh, obviously that's not going to happen now. No. And, uh, you know, it's kind of funny in just in looking into this situation. I hadn't realized that the Foo's have been around for 25 years now. True story. And, uh, you know, 10 albums. Um, you know, Taylor had been with the band since 1997 uh, after playing with uh, Alanis, Alanis Morissette's touring band. And, uh, you know, a lot of time, a lot of history there. And, Among uh, their many accolades uh, is an episode of the Classic Rock Showcase. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You have arrived. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, when you hit that plateau. And, uh, yeah, very, very sad situation all the way around. Um, personally, I was extremely disheartened when the, uh, the uh, coroner uh, in Bogota, I guess, uh, 
felt the need to announce that there were a number of substances in Taylor's system. Uh, quite honestly, I don't want to know. You know, I don't want to know. You know, the guy's gone. It's a tragedy. That's all you really need to say about it. Mm. You know, and the, the circumstances surrounding it, nah, immaterial, don't mean anything. You know, he's gone. Hopefully, you know, the Foo Fighters will find a way to pull it together sure. and move on because it would be a shame given all that they've accomplished and whatnot uh, that it, you know, grinds to a halt courtesy of this unfortunate tragedy. But, uh, you know, we shall see. Time, time, you know, time doesn't heal anything, but what it does give you is an opportunity to figure out how to live with things and get on with your life. And it just adds more problems that need immediate attention. Yeah. It's really no, what happens. No doubt, you know. <laughs> so, Obviously, feel terrible for Dave Gohl having sure. to go through this yet again. But, uh, but yeah, we'd like to, uh, you know, do a little tribute for Taylor tonight. We went through a, a host of different songs. It's incredible, their catalog, I got to say. Yeah. And uh, we chose this one. I think it's most appropriate. I actually got a little choked up when we were researching it. But uh, in honor of Taylor Hawkins, we'd like to go with a, a Foo Fighters song off their most recent album, Medicine at Midnight. This is a song called Love Dies Young. All right, we're going to play this one for you folks, and we'll be back in a few minutes with some more things. Love dies young And there's no resuscitation Once it's done No regeneration It's a losing game to make you play your hand against your chest Love dies young
folks. Love Dies Young. That Good too. Uh, that was off uh, the Foo's 10th studio album. I kind of mm-hmm. like was stunned when I read that 10th yeah. album. Wow. And when we sat and watched it together, I hadn't heard that song yet. Yeah. I know it was probably like from about, what, 2021? Yeah, the band, well, the album was supposed to be released in 2020, but the pandemic pushed it back, so it gotcha. ended up coming out in February of 2021. And, uh, you know, obviously, final studio album, mm-hmm. you know, to feature Taylor Hawkins on drums. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, stunning. Just 10 albums, 25 years. It's like, wow. Yeah. Man, I thought it was up to date in my foods, but I did not know that one. And also, yet another great video yeah, with uh, Jason Sudeikis <laughs> and what's I guess is a pre-Ted Lasso coaching role. Yeah, yeah. Was it Bella Caroli? He was supposed to be yeah, on that, or some hybrid of that? Or yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, Cute, uh, good stuff. Yeah, you got to love every single video that the Foo Fighters yep. put out. Dave Grohl is a truly creative and twisted personality with a ridiculous sense of humor. Yeah, just so, a likable bunch of Joes. Absolutely, and absolutely. Speaking of likable bunch of Joes. Yeah, um, what do we got uh, coming up on Big Boom Radio this well, week? Well, I tell you what, last week I had the distinct honor and privilege to go sit in on another of uh, Blitzkrieg Pro Wrestling's pay-per-views. Nice. This one entitled Energy. All right. And I had a table set up with swag and merch for Perch. Hello. And here's the rundown. I didn't sell a damn thing. <laughs> Not a damn thing, because I'm a horrible salesperson. I just, I'm just uh, sitting there taking it all in. Uh, but uh, you know, a few of the wrestlers came over and introduced my, uh, themselves to me, and they were like so nice. Everybody yeah. there was so nice and genuine. Nice. And I even got to meet uh, a new up-and-comer lady wrestler named right. Masha Slamovich. Oh, wow. And I, w- I was smitten. And of course, I froze and smitten. had smitten. I froze. I had no, no, no game, no game whatsoever. Oh, wow! And my buddy John, who's appeared on this show as well a few times, was just laughing. You know? <laughs> so then he says to me, have you, "Have you sold anything?" I'm like, "Nah, but you know, it's good. We got the word out. I yeah. enjoyed sitting here. You know, Did you give away a few mugs." Uh, no, I gave away a lot of candy. Oh, there we Especially go. when he went into full-blown carnival barker mode. Hey, hello. Free candy, free mugs here. <laughs> buy some stuff. On and on and on. I can see him doing that. And okay. I tell you what, they came over like moths to a flame <laughs> once they heard free shit. Being just regular people, you know, people want free stuff. Yeah, free stuff. Other than that, they were like afraid of me. Like I was going to make them sign up for a credit card or something. Oh, my it was a weird dynamic. Yeah. But yeah, I had a ball. I will definitely be doing that again. You need to join me next time. I know. Remember, I know. And we're yeah, in this yeah, together, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's why nobody bought anything, because there was no Michael Sean Lee Ouch. Nobody to call a pinko commie or anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> Just saying. I will keep that in mind when the next event comes up. Yeah, so, so that was a lot of fun. And then the, the news around the office, so to speak, yes, this week all right. is uh, really twofold. First of all, our listenership uh, last month for Big Boom Radio in general yep. was through the freaking roof. Nice. I don't know what caused it. I ain't complaining. We actually have an audience. But I'm looking at numbers that have spiked higher than they have in the five years wow. we've had this radio station. Wow. So, damn. In the words of Moby, thank you, thank you, thank you. Right? Right? Yes. And then uh, just icing on the cake for that is a recent surge in listenership for this very podcast. Get out of here. And it, I needed it more now than any other time. It does wow. my heart good. Indeed. We're, we already cracked and raced past 8,000 downloads. Damn. And now on a daily basis, I'm looking at the numbers, and it just keeps going, going, going. Uh, well, we need to stop fucking around then and actually right? like, do a good show. I mean, <laughs> Damn it. Party's over, huh? I'm telling you. 
Well, in, in lieu of that, let's keep doing what we've been doing. <laughs> well, yeah. It's entertaining somebody. Why the hell not? I mean, clearly everybody knows the Rumpelstiltskin play was a, a watershed <laughs> moment. And I'm the one who smokes weed here, folks. Right? <laughs> he smokes weed and I suck me up some helium. Good God. In order to make it happen. <laughs> if only we'd filmed that. That, that would right? have been... That would have been and, and believe it or not, there are some individuals, <clears throat> Andy, that uh, <laughs> just didn't get what we were doing. You know, and it was, didn't like the Rumpelstiltskin. It was a little play. out there. It was, you know, experimental <sighs> piece. It was, but we explained it right afterwards. We kind of did. We kind of did. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, Metaphor. We Metaphor. enjoyed it, right? Yeah, we had a good time. That little crinkling you you heard every time, <laughs> every time Rumpelstiltskin had a line or the the, the princess had a line. That uh-huh. was that was the helium, folks. That was, that was the, the helium. Balloon. I, yes. I tried to edit it out. Thanks for ruining that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But in any event, that's what's All going right. on on our little side of the universe. Nice. And, uh, you know, nice. As always, thank you so much for your support, everybody. Indeed. You know, we could do a thousand shows, but if nobody's listening, what's the point? Yeah. So thank you, and especially thank you for those of you who uh, agree with either one of us ever. Because, <laughs> you know, we, 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 we kind of try a, a little bit do to we? keep the views varied. Sometimes it just organically happens. Yeah, true, true. But we uh, we decided that when we first started doing this, that would be one of the charms is that we'd present a, a friendly, lively debate and people yeah. would choose sides and then expand on it at yeah. their own volition. Yeah. Both and barrels, both sides, happen. people. Right, both yeah. barrels, both sides, and a lot of good music too. Indeed, indeed. So, signing off for this episode, <laughs> I am, as always, Johnny Teflon. And I am Michael Sean Lee. And we'll see you all on the flip side.